Thank you so much for joining the Self-Care Doc Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Brown, and today we've got Dr. Janice and Colin, as always. Let's bring it. I'm here too. Yeah, about that. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for another experience with the Self Care Doc team. We are so happy to be here with you today. Today, we are going to be talking about a fun conversation of the best I ever had. And really, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be exploring relationships and past and present relationships and how the past experiences might influence us today and in the future. What is it that helps us to propel, to progress, to explore and kind of become our best selves in the future, but also exploring the idea of kind of the one that got away um, or are we the one that got away? And so as we're jumping in today, I just want to say welcome to the to the, the our guests here, our, our co-hosts, uh, Colin, of course, who's been uh, kind of the strategic operations for Self Care Doc, as well as Dr. Janice. And so Hello. welcome. Glad to have yeah. you. And Janice, thanks for making cookies for us. That was very sweet. Well, I love cooking and baking and it's uh, my mental health. I love eating. So <laughs> that's my mental health. Well, so. and the good thing is, right, is we're all back. We all survived Valentine's Day. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think as we're talking about some of these different uh, topics today, especially through the month of February, we've talked about love and we've talked about kind of the challenges that go with love and expectations and desires and Part of that is not just uh, the relational side of, you know, breakups or the relational side of marriage or, or courtship or what have you. It's also the relational side of grieving past relationships. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to really kind of touch into the or tag. Not, what's the word? Touch we're, tag. Yeah, we're going to yeah. we're going to dive right. We're going to do something. So, we're going to do stuff. So as clinically uh, as we can make that sound. So I do want to take just a quick second, though, and just say thank you so much. We've got so many wonderful supporters out there, uh, whether it's on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube, uh, and, of course, the podcast. Um, but we're getting more and more followers on all of this, and it's been just a blessing in so many ways. And so uh, we can't do this without you. And we have some really cool stuff coming up. Uh, definitely stay tuned for... Uh, March, we're going to be really diving into grief to a whole different level. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that for sure. Um, and then going into the spring, the summer, uh, we've got some really fun stuff coming up. I'm just thinking about some of the conversations we've had. Uh, but also for Memorial Day, stand by because we're going to be asking you to really provide some information. Uh, we're going to be really hitting the Memorial Day side of things, really honoring service members, the families, um, and really remembering those that uh, that have been lost. And I'm really excited about that. We're going to have some special guests that are going to come in, and uh, it should be a really good thing. Absolutely. So yeah. uh, make sure to stand by for that and uh, follow us on social media, Self Care Doc. Um, uh, that way you can see some of those those uh, statements that are out there, some of those requests. Uh, we are going to ask from input from you guys, uh, especially family members maybe that you've lost that served telling their story, giving us a bio, sending us a picture. We're going to do some really cool things with that. And we're going to really uh, highlight some of them on the air for you. So uh, stay tuned and make sure to uh, continue to support all of this. So, all right, with that, uh, as always, let's turn it over to Colin and let Colin kind of lead the ship here into the dark night and see where we end up. Yeah, I think uh, we, we all kind of touch base. Uh, we survived Valentine's Day. Um, you know, I think we had some different experiences. I know, I know myself, um, 
one of the things that's that that I struggled with is I have teenage boys and and uh, didn't realize like how important just the recognition of that day was. It's the first time that that I've had him living in my home when I wasn't married to his mother. And so I was like, yeah, Valentine's Day, who really cares about that? And then the next day I'm like, hey, dummy, just because he's a teenage boy doesn't mean he wants that recognition and that love. But, you know, I, I think we talk about, you know, I'm not afraid to tell him I love him. And we, we have these conversations regularly. So at the end of the day, while I might have been a knothead, um, I'm sorry. Might might have been. Might have been. Oh, yeah. It's jury's still out. But <laughs> no, uh, no, it's not, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we actually we're going to get you a plaque. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So I think you know it went well. Um, and and we have next year to look forward to, right? The next time we have to talk about love. Now, yeah. Colin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just once a year. That's all we need to talk about it. Uh, Colin, say more about that though. So uh, having having two teenage boys, like, what was different for you? Like, what was it that you were holding back on or or not certain about? It, it, well, it wasn't not certain or holding back. I just didn't even cross my mind, you know. Um, up until a couple years ago, it was a family thing, you know. And and uh, kudos to the ex-wife. Uh, she kind of took care of that, and we made sure that we celebrated that with our boys. And then um, after the divorce, I, I uh, my ex-wife had physical custody of the kids for the time until this year. So I hadn't even had to consider that um, until this year. And so I just, you know, it was an oversight because I was like, I, I, I'm not celebrating Valentine's Day. Cupid is stupid, right? Um, but, <laughs> Which is a great title. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yes. But, you know, so uh, no intention. I didn't intentionally not do anything. It was just like, oh, I'm not celebrating. I don't have that special someone, um, all of that. And so, yeah, there was, uh, it was just an oversight. Yeah. Well, and I think so many people go through that experience. Maybe, maybe it's a uh, you know loved one that's passed away, or a divorce, or a breakup, or what have you. And they have that kind of that first holiday of uh, kind of that loss or that that remembrance of oh wait, this is different now. Right. Um, and oftentimes with grief, and we'll get into this a lot more in March. What happens is that first year, it's kind of like okay, yeah, it's just a thing. Okay, I expected this. It's the second year that really rocks people. I mean, Dr. Jams, yes. would you would you agree with that? Yes, and. It is so interesting that you say the second year, because for me, this was the second year that I did not have a romantic Valentine. And um, I have certainly been uh, very forthright, as we've talked about Valentine's Day, that I have felt like it's a, quote, Hallmark holiday. However, I also have been clear that any day that is set aside to celebrate love is beautiful mm -hmm. and to take it full advantage of that. And I have loved to celebrate, you know, my kids on Valentine's Day and send them Valentine's Day boxes since they've been adults. Um, and they'll always be my special Valentine, certainly. Aww. I know. But uh, I was going down the, you know, walking down the steps in my house and on Valentine's Day, it was about six o'clock at night, and I just stopped. And I got very teary, and I thought, you know, it's easy to say, you know, I don't have to celebrate Valentine's Day because it's a Hallmark holiday. But then when you don't have that person, it's different. Mm -hmm. It is a little different. Yeah. 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 And I think so many folks, uh, I know we, we feel that, and I can hear it in your voice, Stephen. Yeah. And it's, 
even if we're out of a relationship for whatever reason, uh, even by choice, it doesn't mean that it doesn't still affect us, right? We can still experience those same emotions because it's oftentimes a reminder of maybe love lost or, you know, I, there's a, a wonderful uh, Garth Brooks tune, a tune, a great song, uh, uh, Unanswered Prayers, yeah. where he really talks about the idea of, and I, I should really look up the, the, the artist who actually wrote it, um, but he really talks about, you know, I, just the other night I, I go to a hometown football game and I, my wife and I run into my old high school girlfriend, essentially, and she's everything I ever wanted at that time. And now years later, we can hardly remember any details about it because then it was a prayer to me, but it was an unanswered prayer because now I have the love of my life and right. this is the life that I longed for and I didn't even know it. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in those transitions, I think we have to be reminded of that. Sometimes we are a lot hard, a lot more hard head headed than others. Uh, sometimes we need to be hit really hard in the head with like, hey, this is not right for you. Mm -hmm. But so many times we run into those same patterns of behavior, don't we? Yes. Uh, through relationships, maybe we go back to the same type of person. Yeah. Uh, we fall for the same tricks, so to speak, because the loneliness gets to us. Right. I know. Well, oh, sorry, go ahead, Colin. And I, I think uh, just listening to Dr. Janice here, and it, it you know, I've, I've been there. Um, you know, we've, I think everybody in this room at some point has experienced some of that uh, relationship loss and, and, and all of that. And, you know, as we talked about the kind of the Cupid is stupid idea, I think there was a little bit of repressed emotion in here and like what we were, you know, we're going to be really boisterous about this is dumb. And then when you break it down, like, no, this is this is a real thing, and and going through that and your experience that you had this year, um, completely different than mine this year with my son. But at the end of the day, like maybe it's not a terrible idea to really set aside that day and and celebrate love, whatever that love is. Whether you're currently in a relationship you uh, that's platonic or romantic or whatever. I mean, um, I think everybody. And, and this kind of leads me to another question is like we've we've all lost love, right? And sometimes uh, we look at that person or, you know, and we talk about, you know, is there the one that got away? And I'd love to hear um, the opinions, you know, Dr. Brown, Dr. Janice is like, is is that concept like this person is the one that got away? They were right for me. They were meant for me. And then they're gone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, how do we feel about that? Well, it's, you know, boy, I tell that's a, that's a big topic. That's why I'm kind of stammering here. When we I mean, see... It, would, it wouldn't have been a big topic for me. I would have been rolling with it. <laughs> well, <laughs> then, you <laughs> take it away, baby. No, no, go ahead. You already started. Well, <laughs> you know, you think of the romance movies and the soulmate concept and, uh, you know, you find the one and you know, your life's going to be complete and everything's great and fireworks and all of those types of uh, things. I believe that a lot Fi of... Fireworks? What kind of relationships have you had? Hey, baby. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, I don't have a Valentine, so I think that might 
give you a little information. Moving on. Yes, move, moving right <laughs> along. Uh, you need new batteries then. Huh? Oh, yeah. oh, boy. <laughs> Going back All to right. your prior comment. We were very boisterous <laughs> in the last episode. We can maybe stay away from yeah. the Bob. We got we got so many comments about that. Oh. They said they said the one that got away is when the batteries die, somebody said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just I couldn't handle it. it. Our, our listeners are amazing. They are. You know what? If we can't have levity, boy, I tell oh, you, we're, we're, we're going to be in big trouble with that. But um, no, when we look at that concept of soulmate, I think it really can set us up for this hyper-romanced idea of what a relationship is in reality. Because in reality, you get, yes, the romance piece, but then the day-to-day comes in and the important pieces of the communication and how do we handle things that come our way with difficulties. And I think about some of the incredible men that I have had the opportunity to date over time and just lovely, lovely gentlemen. However, at the time that I was dating them, it wasn't the right timing for me to be married or to make that extra commitment. And it had nothing to do with them as human beings. It was timing. So I do think timing is a significant piece. So what I heard there, and I don't mean to interrupt, is like there there may be this idea of the absolute right person at the absolute wrong time. Dr. Brown, what, what do you think about that statement? Ooh, um, wow, there's a lot there. Um, I think, hmm, yeah, I mean, I like the idea, but I also, there's an analogy I'll, I'll, I'll use with clients sometimes, and it's kind of like if, if you're in the dating world, um, and maybe maybe we talked about this actually, uh, if we're in the dating world and we're trying to find that one, mm-hmm. I think we, it, say there's 100 potential mates, and that's ridiculous because there's, what, 8 or 9 billion people in the world. Um, we're trying to find that one. We're also forgetting, okay, if you're in a, uh, looking for a kind of a heterosexual partnership, you're looking for one in eight billion just for numbers sake. Okay, so you've already limited it to four billion. And then you've also got to limit it to, okay, is there an age group that you're kind of population that you're looking for? Is there, uh, you know, a general geographical uh, population? So you're limiting it so far, so far, so far down. And then you look at it and you're like, okay, well, I'm looking for my one that lives in Omaha, Nebraska, that meets this SES level, this criteria, this it doesn't have this kind of baggage. And so it's, it limits us so very much. And so we have this concept that there's one out there. And if I'm looking for the one, I'm likely going to fail. Mm-hmm. And the more real, more realistic is, is that kind of that 80-20 mindset. If, if I know 80% of the 100 that are available or there's no chance in hell, why don't I get the 80% out of the way? So now the clutter is gone. I focus on looking for one out of the top 20 that are reasonable and realizing that this person is not there to completely complete me. This person is there to kind of amplify what I'm already showing. And so if I'm looking for that, if I end in the top four or 5%, I'm freaking winning at life in a relationship. And I think with the, the one that got away, I think what happens with that is uh, it's kind of, it, it really identifies kind of failure in so many ways you know, failure of what did I do? What did they do? And we look at it in this kind of hindsight bias, this kind of rose-colored uh, rose-colored glasses mindset. Oh, well, if I knew what I know now, would it have been different then? Well, but you didn't know it then. And so mm-hmm. I think that's where that communication in relationships really makes the biggest, biggest difference, the biggest impact. Because those memories of the past 
are really what give meaning to the present and the future. And we romanticize. You know, it is so easy to think about the first love or the, quote, person who got away, unquote, that, you know, oh, they were this and this and this. And our memory, you know, we look at research and our memory is not as good as we tend to think it is Mm -hmm. many, many times. Especially as we get older. Mm Hey, hey. Speak for yourself, dude. We're all getting older. We're, we're getting older every day. Nobody's getting younger, I don't think. When, when, we're, when, when we're not recording, we all get younger listening to Janet. <laughs> she wears us out. But so we talk about like this one that got away, right? And I think everybody, at least that that I know, or not, maybe not everybody, but a, a, a good majority of people um, have that, that. This idea that, man, if only I, I could have held on or I could have done something different or I could have you know, yada, 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 X, Y, Z. Like, I, I wonder what what role kind of society plays in this is like, you know, the divorce rate is, I, I don't know the exact rate, but it's upwards of 50% now, I think is what I'm hearing. Um, you know, and it's like, so are, are we just stuck in a rut as a, as a society on like letting people go because they don't meet every expectation that we have or conflict resolution like what is this thing I, you know, I, i'm going to jump on this one i think this is a brilliant point colin because is it that they don't meet they don't check the boxes or is it more about us that we are not prepared for it and janice you talked about this as well um i know there was one in my past that um I, everybody said perfect you guys you, this is the one and i knew that i was not the one at that time mm-hmm. and it was zero it was nothing to do with her she was incredible but it was not the one for me. And I, as is, is, is cliche as this sounds, the whole, it, it's not you, it's me. It truly <laughs> was. It was me. I was immature. I was dumb. And uh, uh, through, through actually through the social media stuff, she actually found us or found me and reached back out. And it has been so amazing to reconnect with this woman and to hear about her life and to hear about her family. And like, I am so excited to meet her husband. And just shake his hand and say, my man, I am, I am so excited for the life that you were able to provide with her. Mm-hmm. And I do mean that, provide with her. And so we have these, these moments, but the end of the day, I had such great respect for her that I wanted to, quote unquote, and this sounds misogynistic and it's not meant to, I wanted so much to not hold her back and to not hold her from something that I knew she was meant to have, and it was so much more happiness than I would have ever been able to provide. Mm -hmm. Now, it's a very selfish statement, very selfish way, egotistical way of looking at it. Uh, You know, I released her, but it wasn't that. It was knowing myself at that time, knowing enough that I was not going to be honorable. I was not going to be the respectful man that a beautiful person like that deserved. And were you young then? I I mean, was this high school or... Of course, a little bit ago was I was younger then. Hey. Come on, Janice. Yeah, no, I was. Yeah, I was. I you know, must have been seventeen or eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah. And and uh, and you know it's funny because over the years I did I tried to find her just to touch base with her, mm-hmm. and I think and we'll talk about that a little bit today. Um, I'm glad I didn't. Um, and so being able to uh, step back and and see that now again that unanswered prayers mindset at the time. It was what I thought everything I wanted, except I knew it wasn't anything I actually uh, should have at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, now, can people develop into that? I mean, I think there's some exploration there that can be done, but I wouldn't change any single part of it. Mm-hmm. To hear her talk about her husband and her kids, and uh, it's beautiful. 
What about you guys? I mean, have well, you guys had those similar? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah. I, uh, well, I, I will ask the question later, but yeah, it's had similar situations. I think, you know, one of the things that that we as as humans are blessed with is this idea to look back and just kind of contemplate what could have been, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we overdo that, and we we put too much pressure on ourselves on what could we have changed, but also it's a great opportunity to, to look back at our lives and, and learn um, moving forward. And so, yeah, I've had, I've had those relationships uh, in my life where even recently where I, I sit there and say, you know, man, I, I really messed up, right? Like, or I did this wrong, or if I could do it over again, maybe this would have had um, a different outcome, you know? And, and it's actually got me to the point where I've thought, um, and this was the question I was going to ask is like, you know, in those times, right? Like, what would I say if I had an opportunity to talk to, um, you know, people from the past or, you know, Dr. Brown, you just mentioned like you over time tried to reach out. Like, what do you say to the one that got away? <laughs> well, what I can tell you is she joined one of the TikTok lives and she said, uh, and she'd been on there a couple of times. I recognized the, the, I, I, her name was familiar in the chat, uh, but her name, I didn't know the name. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And, uh, she was engaging she was fun. She was in, involved in it. And after two or three times she says, Oh, well, I know you. And I said, like you do. She says, Oh, it's like 27 or 28 years ago. I'm like, now I'm like hooked. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, really? And it's that moment of like, I don't want to sound like an idiot, like, oh, I don't remember you at all. Uh, she says, oh, yeah. And she told me the town. And I was like, okay, it, like, what's your maiden name? And she told me, and I look like, like I'm a, I need to, like, download this clip because I look like a complete fool on camera in front of everybody because <laughs> I was, like, dead stopped in my tracks. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. And, like, this is this person that I was longing to ever find again just to, frankly, just to say thank you for a, 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 a lesson of a lifetime. Yeah. And thank you for, uh, I, I don't know, there's so many emotions that were tied into that moment. And I actually got feedback from different followers that just said, are you okay? Yeah. Colin, actually, you were on that night, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you actually sent me a text and said, uh, hey, dude, you okay? Yeah. Because I was so dumbfounded because it was like this ghost from the past that now you're confronted with and you're like, oh my gosh. What do I do? Yeah, what, what do I do? I need an adult. Mm-hmm. You know? um, <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> Sorry, I think there's a bad connection. Um, but it was just this moment of just, wow. And in the moment, it was all of those emotions, all of those feelings. And I remember, and I hope I'm not being offensive and saying it this way, I remember in those last moments talking with her when we broke up, um, and I broke up with her, um, and saying, uh, or in, in remembering, you know, her saying it with tears in her eyes, you don't want this. This isn't the right thing. You don't do this. And I, like a prick, just looked at her and said, it, it is the right thing now. And I walked away. And I, I held on to that guilt or truly shame mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. decades. Mm-hmm. But then to have her reach back out with such love and grace, I'm like, son of a bitch, she's still amazing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in since then, having some of those concepts or those uh, com- uh, those uh, conversations, uh, it's just this true, just love for another human, right? And it's it's truly platonic. There's I'm of no threat. Uh, her, like her husband, I would, would absolutely pray to God that I would never be seen as a threat whatsoever. 
Um, but it's more out of uh, just admiration that there is another amazing human out there. Right. And to be able to share in that experience with this, in this life with somebody like that. Well, and that brings me to something I've, I, you know, like, okay, so you had, you had this person and, and I want to go back to and, and put a bookmark here is like, okay, yeah, yeah, I want to hear you guys' perspectives it, on it, this too. It was slapped in, in your face. Like you, there, there's the one that quote unquote got away and you had no choice to like, but to address it. Um, but you just mentioned like in that time. So like Dr. Janice, what, what would you say to like, there's, there's some school of thought out there and I tend to subscribe to it that people come into your life for a specific season. And sometimes, you know, there is value even, even through the heartache in that season. Like, does what I'm saying make sense? Like, um, why is like, like how, how, how can we best describe that to our listeners? Like if it's like, man, they got away. Yeah. But what did you learn in that season? Well, season, I, are we talking about maturity? I mean, certainly when we think about who we dated in junior high or high school or even, you know, college, beginning of college, that kind of thing, uh, it our maturity level, we are different people to some degree. And certainly when we look back 100 years in history, 100 years is not that much when we think of history. And our lifespan has really extended and so with that extension of lifespan, we have had extension of growth and development phases. Mm. So, you know, it used to be that we would get married and have very serious relationships, 13 years old, 14 years mm -hmm. old. And that has really changed because our lifespan is so extended. So we look at adolescence and later adolescence into the t early 20s. And so... The change that we have between... Or, or adolescence into your 30s and 40s, as we're finding in America. <laughs> Story Arrested of my life. development. <laughs> yes. So, you know, who we are when we're 13, 14, 15, 17, 18, and who we are in our latter 20s, very different from that maturity perspective. So if we would have seen you and that lovely woman get married, who knows what would have really huh. happened. Oh, I do. I would have yeah. destroyed it. I would have sabotaged every aspect of it. Okay. Yeah. So there you it's have like it. It's like looking in the mirror here. And you, I got married at 19, so. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, you know, again, y y we talked about the unanswered prayers, that there was something that somewhere in your mind, body, soul, you knew, okay, this is just not a good thing. And thank goodness you had that. And um, for that relationship for you, for her, so you could go your different ways. Mm -hmm. What's important to remember is with our memory, we know we tend to distort things to meet our narrative. Right. So if we want to think of a relationship to stay out of, we'll remember all the bad things. Well, he's this and he's this and he's this, all the negative. Right. You know, conversely, if we look back and the one that got away, we romanticize and all of these great things. When in reality, it's that balance because no one is, you know, all great. No one is all horrible. I mean, excluding present company. I mean, 
Yes, yes. Right. <laughs> yes. I, met, I met all three of us. Jeez. Yeah, yes. no, I know. And I just contemplating on my greatness over here. Right. <laughs> of course you are. Right. Well, but I think your point is really a great point because it, it kind of speaks to the recency and the primacy effect. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how something ends or how something begins, depending on what stage and uh, uh, what uh, how much time has evolved makes a big difference. Yes. Um, now, you hit another point there I think is really worth exploring more is, you know, between the ages of 15 and 25, you will never experience more transition than that 10-year segment right. in your life. Mm-hmm. And so many, especially primary relationships or uh, 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 first marriages or, or significant relationships are either during that time or just coming off of that time when you have zero clue who the hell you're going to be in 10, 15, 20 years, mm-hmm. you get together with somebody else that has no clue who the hell they're going to be, and you just assume that that trajectory is going to follow the same path as yours. It's so ignorant. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good point. Is All like, right, let's go ahead and finish yeah, there. Yeah, we'll stop there. <laughs> um, but, but reality I is, I, so I think too. I do that at least every podcast. Yeah, I think you do too. Uh, but, but no, like if, if you're a listener out there and you're in those formative years, right, that's not to say that you don't, you can't be successful. You can be extremely successful in your relationship, but you have to understand and you have to realize that as you're moving along in these transformative years and you're going through all these change, that you're able to look at your partner and say, we have to grow together. Yeah. Because if we don't, we're going to grow in perpendicular pathways and we're going to wake up at 35 or 40 and go, I don't know you. Right. But the, the really cool thing about it is, is when you're in those relationships, if you can figure out how to align your paths and grow in a parallel pathway, that's where some of these, you know, lifelong loves that we talk about come from is is all about understanding how to grow together rather than growing individually and not recognizing that, hey, I'm 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 changing as a human because that's what's supposed to happen in these years. Right. And I'm doing it all by myself. Right. And I, I think that's it's being able to appreciate that. You need to maintain some individuality, your own identity, but realize that the majority of, of that partnership is that we, that mm-hmm. us. I used to call it the weenus, but everybody tells me that's the elbow. That's your right? elbow. That's right. Um, the extra skin, <laughs> if anybody needs to know that. Um, oh but, but it really is that idea of we're in this together. And John Gottman calls it kind of the shared meaning, the shared mm-hmm. values, shared meaning of life. And mm-hmm. so we need to make sure that we're doing that as well. So... Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for episode or for uh, part one of this series and make sure to stay tuned for tomorrow where we continue the conversation of the best I ever had. All right. Thanks so much. Look forward to seeing you then. You tell me you were wrong, words fall short on the ground. And I don't know, I don't know, but part of me says it's a fake apology. Song you sang to me with those eyes, but now I